Welcome to the Johansson Baseball 2.0 podcast, where we dive deep into everything baseball player development. Johansson Baseball 2.0 is your ticket to learning about player development, recruiting, and everything in between. Hosted by Jake Scala and Ryan Johansson. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This week, Ryan and I are talking with Chad Longworth. We don't really have like a huge agenda on like what to what to talk to, um, what to talk about today. I guess uh, we just want to talk about like maybe some Marvel. You know, what are your kids up to? Where, how are the weighted basketballs going? Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about Hunter Pence a little bit. What's he doing Ooh. with his life these days? I wonder what he is doing. He was on the Savannah Bananas this summer. Was he? I, I missed that. that, that yep. I gotta, I gotta find that. Yep, he was. I'm gonna have to YouTube that. Hunter Pence of Savannah Bananas. It was solid. We should, should let the audience know that. For it was sure. solid. It was a good, it's a good showing from Hunter. Was he? Uh, did he do his cool on deck on deck routine? You know the the very smooth. He came out of the bleachers. He came out of the stands. He, he was he was um he was in the stands and they announced his name. And he like walked down in Savannah Banana style, walked down the aisle, sang with sang his walk up song, which I think at the time was Katy Perry California Girls, if I recall. I don't know if we're recording or not, but I just stated that I can barely remember last week, but Hunter Pence sticks out of my mind. Anything Hunter Pence, I can remember. Yeah, Jake, are we recording? We are. I learned my lesson last week with uh, not recording right when we picked up the phone with Caleb. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my favorite. He's the best, man. He, he is. Awesome. Um, He's so good. It, it was funny. So, like, we <laughs> he went into this like fifteen minute monologue that was like amazing. Like, it was just this incredible content. And Jake's like, "Yeah, uh, I gotta hit record." <laughs> oh man! <laughs> We're like, hey, hey, Caleb, can you do that again? <laughs> you can get you can get far out of Caleb Abney on the spot. You can. Yeah. You can. Yeah, he's good, man. He he's, a, he's he's a good egg. Um, but all right, cool. Like, yeah, what? Uh, I guess before we get in. To 100 pence um well i guess we're already on the topic we're already recording um let's definitely let's definitely tell my favorite 100 pence story that you tell uh so to speak um if, if you recall it's you know whatever you remind me of the league that you guys were in and, and he comes up and he's got you know like a thousand homers and you're like this is the guy yeah eight ball south atlantic league <laughs> legends have, have, this, have this stud Named Hunter Pence, that no one knows about. Who's got like twenty five homers and it's May. <laughs> and so, and so, you know, at the time, I, you know, I have this like Greek god idea. Like, I'm on my quest for the perfect looking swing, right? If I just get my swing to look perfect in Sally League, I'm going to hit twenty five homers. So, I'm excited about watching this guy who's got twenty five homers because I've got like this. Greek god of perfect swing in my mind uh, going to Lexington. And so we get to Lexington, and of course I'm not playing. That was a regular that was a regular occurrence, so I'm in the dugout. Here, here steps Hunter Pence into the on-deck circle. And Hunter Pence's on-deck circle routine is pretty much the same as it was his entire career. He throws off like 
five or six of the worst swings I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, wait a minute. What in the world is this? And so he, but this can't be the guy. So they announced his name. I'm like, this is the guy. You know, kind of weird-looking guy, like throws these weird swings off. And, and in that series, he hit the farthest ball I've ever still ever seen in my life. Uh in Lexington, over the over the pine over the Maker's Mark ball into over the pine trees, there was like a thunderstorm blowing, so it blowing out like twenty miles an hour. And he hits one, like and I my 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 mind is just ruined at this point. Like, what am I doing? Like this guy, you know, they're passing the they pass the helmet around the stands after you hit a home run. This guy's passing his helmet around like every three at bats. He's got the ugliest swing I've ever seen, and all I'm doing is just sweating in the cage trying to make my swing look awesome. It's like, man, what am I doing? <laughs> so there's my hundred pence. There's my hundred pence stories, which which opens the door to lots of good hundred pence stories on your end. There's there's good explanation for that. That you have. So when our paths cross, you finally kind of close the circle of the hundred pence story for me. Well, yeah, it wasn't necessarily right when our paths crossed. I learned from a guy named Charlie Romero who had him in winter ball. He was like, uh, and Charlie's just this like, um, like big teddy bear guy. Like he'll get on you if he needs to, but he's just this, uh, um, you know, Latin guy that is just a big teddy bear. Um, awesome dude. Like players love him. Good clubhouse guy for the coaches. He's, he's great. Um, and he's like, yeah, I asked him, I was like, Hunter, why, why do you do that? And he was like, oh, well, because if I try to think about my swing before I go up there, I'm going to start tinkering. So I just try to do, like, the worst swing I possibly can. So when I get up there, I just take my regular swing. <laughs> There's, like, a way for him to, like, not think. And I was like, that's actually genius. And it's, like, kind of intimidating. And I was, like, trying to, like, think about – I was like, man, like, like Chad's up there trying to replicate this guy. He's just taking on purpose the worst swings of all time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. And then I have a, another hundred pence story that is, uh, I think he was scouting for the Yankees when he told me this. Um, I met him at Judson, uh, actually kind of close to them. I was named Joe Farrow. And uh, he was telling me a story about some facility in, in Florida where a bunch of pro guys are at. Gary Sheffield was working with Dominic Brown, I think. And um, hundred pence was hitting off the tee. And he's just like, just peppering balls to the just top of the cage, back of the cage, just taking his, his hundred pence swings. Um, and Dominic Brown was struggling at the time, and Gary was talking to him about like mechanics or whatever they were working on. Hunter Pence starts like shaking his head, and Gary, Gary kind of looks at him and is like, "Okay, whatever. I'm gonna keep you know talking with Dominic." And um, you know he says something else, and Hunter Pence is just like crack, crack, crack. And um, finally, Gary looks at him. He's like, "Hunter, like, what's the deal, man? Like, why are, why are we shaking our head? Like, what's like, what do you got for us?" And Hunter's like, "Man, I don't know what mechanics you guys are talking about. Like, I'm just trying to hit the ball as hard as I possibly can." <laughs> Gary's like, "Oh." Okay. And then, like, proceeds back to, you know, work on whatever he's working out with, you know, Dominic Brown at the time. Um, I'm like 99% sure that's the name. So, if someone's like fact checking yeah. me on that, sorry, I'm going to yeah. give myself an out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, um, and then my, when I was like a teenager, um, I like tweeted at Hunter Pence and it was like back when it was still called Twitter and not X. And yeah. I said, uh, 
And this is like, I, I, growing up, I was like, man, I really like this weird dude. Like, this is awesome. Like, this guy's like, and you know, he's great. He was playing for Houston at the time. Um, you know, he's kind of like, he's got that kyphosis going on. He's got his bug eyes. He's got his high socks. You know, he's like just doing, uh, looking so weird, doing really cool stuff in the baseball field. Um, and so I kind of like fell in love with him. As like a fan perspective, and I remember I like was just messing around being an idiot, you know, teenager, and was like, "Hey, are are at Hunter Pence and I the only leaders on here? Or are all of you guys just followers?" And he loved it. He like tweeted back at me, retweeted it. it was like, well, like LOL, all capitals. I was like, Hunter Pence and I are boys. That dude, yeah. like we we don't speak. Uh, we're not friends. I don't have his number or anything. Um, but uh, <laughs> I was I remember I was pumped about that at the time. That's awesome. Um. Yeah, Lexington's cool, man. My <laughs> Lexington, so I show up, uh, like, you know, as a fourth coach for, for the Sox in 19, and I don't have a locker. Uh, I don't have a name tag. Um, I have a, a rolling cart um, with a with an index card on it that's written in, like, blue expo marker, and my name is, like, sideways. It looks like, like the club, he must have wrote it, like, just, like, my number and, and whatever, but it, it, it wasn't even, like, good handwriting. It was, like, it looked like my, like, first grader wrote it yep. um and then it was like stuck in the corner i was like this is my locker um <laughs> like, like this, is, this is professional baseball um and then my other good lexington story uh i think it was the second series we were there that year uh, our hitting coach gets thrown out like the like the second inning and our manager goes out to start talking about it and i think he was just going to like he had started off as he was just going to back the guy you know like give him some time to cool off let him leave let him leave the the field and then the umpire must have said something that set our manager off. And I was just kind of like shooting the breeze with the first baseman. And all of a sudden he's like, Hey man, I'm like, yeah, well, like what? He like interrupts me. He's like, hold on, hold on. Wait. He's like, I think you got to go get your manager. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I was like, it's like, yeah, he just got launched. And I was like, Oh like, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. And so, uh, I had to coach third base that game. And, uh, that was, uh, that was an interesting experience for sure. I was like, Hey, thanks guys. Like, uh, I guess I'll just manage the team now. Announcement um, in the dugout. We now have no signs. Right, exactly right. Bunting will not be a part of this game. game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think I almost tore Ian Dawkins' ACL that day. I was like, go, go, wait, no, stop, wait, no, go. <laughs> just like, no, it just, you know, it's funny, man. Like, it's it's just a little different. You, you get out there, like, the sample size and experience for – for anything you do, like we we think is normal. Oh yeah, like yeah, he just needs a little more experience. But then we throw these like young hitters in the box. And we're like, why can't you hit a changeup? I told you it was going to be slower. Like, right, sure. <laughs> no man, I have to see the changeup a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Then you have to apply the perfect mechanics, right? Of course, yeah. You have to have the move, the move. <laughs> there's there's only one move. They debate it all yes. the time, but it's the move. Yes. And, and we're still unclear if, if you're standing on one leg, two legs, three toes, if you're using all ten toes, if right. ten fingers are on the bat, um, right. you know, or if it's, it's yeah, it's, uh, right. it's, it's a mess. When Austin, when Austin Riley hit that home that homer the other night, I kind of tweet, troll tweet in my mind now. I don't actually go to <laughs> and type it. I troll tweet in my mind, so I troll tweeted in my mind. It's really a good thing that Austin Riley has two legs instead of one because he wouldn't have hit that ball out if he did just have one. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's tough to it, it's tough to to be an athlete with one leg and do everything. On it one would be leg. tough. It would yeah. be tough. I love I love 
man, we don't have to talk about one or two legs, but I do, I do <laughs> love the, I do love the, uh, the gift that sometimes gets thrown around with, with the one leg guys of the one legged golfer. Yeah. And, and the, he's swinging the driver and I'm thinking to myself, I mean, this is great. This guy's on one leg and gets to play golf, but like, he's not Tiger Woods. <laughs> like, he's able to swing with a single leg, yes, but like, this is in no way good. Otherwise, all golfers would swing like this. Cor- correct. I, I think we can applaud his compensation and right. be really and like be really pumped that like somebody in that predicament can have opportunities to, to do that, right? Like, that's amazing. Um, but it doesn't mean we have to make it the standard. That's for that's really <laughs> yeah. So I've um, said that often. I said that I like golf. I like golf as the comparison because there's only like 150 tour cards. And so anything that those guys can do to optimize their performance, because there's only 150 professional spots they're going to do. And none of them swing like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the yeah. long drivers get paid only if they hit the ball really far, and none of them swing like that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Like it's, it's a simple, it's a simple concept. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that. I don't care about. I don't care how he swings, long shit, the barrel, center of the barrel, a lot. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. That's um, that's that was one of the first Spanish words I wanted to learn. Was like, how do you look for the barrel? I still don't think I say it right, um, yep. but I say, I say it enough and like can point and like it makes yep, sense. Gets the point, gets, gets the point across. <laughs> yeah, I can I can communicate the, the message, um, which is really what language is really about. Um, yeah. So, Swing the but uh, and hit the center of the barrel. Yeah, I was talking to. Um, I mean, this is like the most just like and craziest analogy of all time um, in terms of what we're talking about with like, Hey, we don't really care how you hit as long as, as long as you find the barrel. Um, I got a guy who's taking a college Spanish class and, uh, his professor was like, yeah, yeah. Like, don't, don't listen to, uh, don't, don't listen to like the, the Dominicans or, or people speaking Spanish. Like they don't speak right. They don't, they don't speak correctly. Um, right. and I was like, well, like I think about listening to some of my middle schoolers that I hit with talk and they're like, yeah, drip and no cap and da da da. It's slang. Oh, yeah, like, sure. I, I I don't know what those words mean. Um, like I still haven't quite figured out what all that really like how that go how they go together in sentences. Um, but I probably wouldn't tell like someone trying to learn English like don't listen to the person who speaks and communicates in English all day every day. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> probably a decent interaction or in person to. Um, at least get some context from. It seems like a common sense to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, <laughs> anyways, let's let's talk about Marvel. What are your kids into these days? I, I know they were y- y'all were really into Marvel for for a long time. Is that still a thing? Is it kind of fizzled out? Is it is it fizzled out? But so has Marvel. Like yeah. Marvel's not since since uh, since Iron Man snapped his fingers and left us. Uh, Marvel's not been Marvel's not being what Marvel should be. I'll tell you that much. Uh, it's kind of like Jordan playing for the Wizards. Like, man, this this is not this is not right. Marvel yeah. without Tony Stark is just not, but, not right. Although just... there are a couple of good shows, I have continued to Marvel love my son. My son is not 
he just uh, he's not in love with the characters like he once was. Um, but I, I I get into the, the new Loki show. The Loki show's been good. Um, several of the shows have been pretty good. The movies, gosh, uh, what movie did? What was the last Marvel movie that came out? Uh, shoot. I don't even know if I could tell you. Oh yes, that was good. That was a good one. That was that was a that was a step back in the right direction. That's for sure. Because the a couple ones before that were just not worth watching. To be honest, like I, I watched them. Some of the old ones that came out between the snap and Guardians of the Galaxy three, like I went and saw them as a as a fan. But I was like, man, like I really should have waited until it came out on Disney Plus. Like spend, yeah. <laughs> spending that extra fifteen dollars to go watch it was not worth it. Yeah, like since in game and. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I would argue, like, four of the worst Marvel movies and four shows came out. She-Hulk was awful. Thor, Love and Thunder. Christian Bale saved Thor, Love and Thunder. If not for Christian Bale's villain, that movie would have been terrible. Doctor Strange was not very good, although, um, what's the woman character in that? I always forget her name. She's in my favorite show of the. Of, she's in uh, Wandavision. I'm character, She's good in that movie. She kind of saves that movie, and then um, I thought Hawkeye the show was very good. Mm-hmm. I thought Loki was very good. Wandavision was very very good. Um, but other than that, man, Marvel's kind of we need to, we need Tony Stark back. We do. We do. I saw I saw a fan made clip. It got me excited. I didn't realize it was fan made. It was like Iron Man as his daughter takes on the mantle, and all these holograms of Tony Stark are like teaching her exactly what she needs to do and how to do it and whatnot. And I was like, man, that looks great. And then I looked through the comments to see when it was coming out, and it's like, oh, this is a fan fan film. I was like, man, yeah, maybe they should be writing some of way. these new ones. <laughs> Don't tease me that way. <laughs> my uh, my daughters really like the I Am Groot shorts of like Groot being like a little kid. Yeah. Like the little tiny ones. And they're like two minutes long. They think it's hilarious. And then every time like, so like the beginning of that is it starts the Marvel like intro. And then it's Groot with like a Roku or something controller, like fast forwarding it like for himself to get to wherever, you know, he wants to go. And then it's like the story. Yep. And they think him fast forwarding through the credits is the funniest thing. They just like, <laughs> love it. They're obsessed with it. They're like, oh yeah, look at him in. fast forwarding. Ah, um, and so that's that's been kind of fun because uh, those are definitely humorous. And then some of like the adult humor in those like go over their heads and they're just kind of like staring at it. And I think they just like it because he's like this like little like like adorable little tree thing who's doing you know ridiculous things like blowing things up and just walking away <laughs> like, we did go we did go to disneyland california this summer for my 40th birthday we did do the avengers campus at disneyland california that was awesome the avengers campus at disneyland california is fantastic i didn't even know that was a thing they're adding new stuff to disneyland all the time goodness that... the spider-man ride uh it's great really really good Awesome. Well, hey, shifting gears a little bit, let's uh, let's dive in. How are the way to basketball basketball is going? Um, 
You know, where, where, where are we at with those? Is that something you're still pursuing? Are they still, better than they've been? Still chucking weighted basketballs. We're still chucking weighted basketballs. They're still homemade weighted basketballs. We still shoot them three, three-ish times a week here in the old 100-year-old block building in the middle of nowhere, Virginia. Um, yeah, weighted basketballs was a project that I started during COVID for my kids. Um you know, it's, it's still the unexplainable question of why are the best players on the planet the best players on the planet? Um, it's not because they have the best mechanics. Steph Curry is not the best shooter on the planet because he has the best mechanics on the planet. There's some un, there's some unexplainable, otherworldly, don't doesn't really don't know how it happened combination of like proprioception and feel, and then like visual information and, and aiming and, and and so you know I knew that the I knew that the uh I really liked to still use the differential command balls for with driveline to help, you know, create a better system for 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 developing pitcher command because the body does learn by repeating the same. We know that as a motor learning principle. So I thought, well, the same's got to work for shooting because it's essentially the same skill. It's a, it's an accuracy feel based skill that, you know, is probably best developed, uh, absent of conscious thought about how you're moving or, or what you're doing, your body in space. And so we just, I just got some lead tape and some, uh, I've graduated to the flex seal tape. The flex seal tape seems to work better on the basketballs that we have. And so I just bought like 15 basketballs at three different sizes and then weighted them all. I had like, I, I taped them all the same, but they, so they looked all the same, but so they wouldn't know when they caught the ball and they had to shoot the ball. Uh, what the ball was going to weigh. And so I, I had about, I had the regular weight of the basketball, which is different in all three sizes. And then there was a, there was like a, probably a plus two ounce weight and then probably a plus four ounce weight on the basketballs as they caught them and had to shoot them. And my son is nine and my daughter is 11. I mean, these are the things that you kind of test and met. There wasn't really a test and measure process in this. We didn't really have like a, we're going to shoot X amount of shots and this is going to be like a three-year project and which we probably should have done, but I don't put a whole lot of weight in doing, getting too much in the weeds of tracking improvement in young players because they're young. They're, they're going to get better by doing a lot of different things. I just, just followed the motor learning principle, honestly, of, of just, this is a feel and proprioceptive based skill. Let's, let's challenge the, the mover by creating a different stimulus each shot. So that's what I did. Um, don't know if people are, sometimes I get curious basketball coaches, um, that ask about that, but there's not a ton of curiosity in how, um, and how Steph Curry, became the best shooter of all time, which is really just a fascinating question to me. Like how did this one guy become so much better than everybody else? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, it's, 
It's similar to when you, I mean, I even think, I mean, we talk about hitting so much, but how about like the defenders that just can like know their body in space on the most awkward plays and throws and things like that. Um, I said that a couple of weeks ago when you, you see on, on Twitter, I'm calling it Twitter, okay? I'm not calling it it. <laughs> I can be the old man that yells at trees now. I can call it whatever I want. Uh, Vernon Wells was kind of trolling a guy for the Yankees for running through second base, which is a genius play. We don't have to get into that. But, and I commented, I'm like, can we give Bo, can we give Bo shit some love on this play right here? Like the play that he made on this ball to even turn this double play was fantastic. Like he goes in the hole, kind of backhands it on the run and on the run kind of throws it under his left armpit to second base with with some fuel on it. It's like, hey, to make the throw, to be, I mean, that ball didn't have any, like, air underneath it. That ball didn't have any arc. The ball was on a line where he threw it underneath his armpit. There's a very Patrick Mahomes-esque. It was very Patrick Mahomes-esque. Shout out to Connor Dawson, by the way. Patrick, the, the original Patrick Mahomes fan. Yeah. Um. Well, what do you got on speed sluggers? What, what? Tell us the state of uh, speed sluggers. You got knobs on them now. Um, Excellent. That was that was your doing. That was your fault. I can't take credit for that. Of building a swing a swing speed trainer with a knob on it. Well, to be fair, your idea was maybe better because they were a little bit more versatile. You could use the old ones for golf and for this. Not now, unfortunately, you, you've kind of pigeonholed the golf ones and the baseball ones. So, so sorry. I if I built the golf one out of the new design. I was actually funny you mentioned that. I was actually thinking about that driving home last night. Um, we don't have to get into that that design, but yeah, swing. You know, as I as I age and as I train more players, swing speed. Overspeed training is just taking your body, letting your body know, like, hey, man, you can go faster than this. You know, swinging outside of what your normal capacity to swing is, like, massively important in developing rotational speed. I had that thought probably in 20. The swing speed stuggers originally were from me, tail. this was probably 2018, 2018-ish. No, it had been after the spinner. The spinner's five years old, by the way. Yeah, congratulations on that. Five Um, years, wow. It's probably been, it was after the spinner. Um, We had the expensive, which you know more than I do. Are those things always out of stock? Have they ever come back in stock? Man, the last last of the speed sluggers I got was that um, I had a guy pick up for me at the ABCA convention. Um, and then the other ones I got were actually given to me um, when I requested to test them uh, for the White Sox. And I have never actually purchased them off the website, but every single time I send the link to somebody, they have told me that they're not in stock. Yeah. Um, to the, I mean, and when I say that, I mean, I haven't sent that particular link in a, in a while because they usually send them your link. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I don't know. I, so I, I got tired of telling people, like, hey, like this is really something. Like coaches, I'm telling people. I mean, like like real coaches, like guys that get paid a lot of money to, to coach. Like, hey, this is probably something that you should probably put into your 
BP rotation or your hitter development, maybe three times, two to three times a week, probably no more than three times a week, but definitely two. Um, and they're like, I don't know, Chad, like it's, those things are expensive and just, I don't know that we can afford that. So, you know, problem solved. I could probably build this more affordably than what these, what these things cost. So they were like 300 bucks, maybe. Yeah, they're expensive. I think depending on which ones you get, they're either three hundred or four hundred. And so I thought, man, I can, I can, because I, I think this, I think this, uh, the middle stick is kind of eyewash anyway. I think you only need two. Um, and so I said, I think I could probably build it set of two. And so we, we start messing around with some stuff, and I, I'm with you. I liked the longer counterweighted design. I think it had dual purpose in, um, in how, in, in like sequencing and speed, because if you swing the longer swing speed trainer, the original out of order, like your arms get ahead of your chest, like the, the stick will give you feedback. But yeah, quite frankly, honestly, they discontinued the parts that I built that with. So it was like a double edged sword of, I had to redesign it, uh, because, they no longer made, they know the place that I buy all the, all the spinner parts from discontinued the parts that I needed to build those. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do here because I have to have those parts. And then I, then I redesigned it with the knob because you said the guys like some of the guys want a knob. So I bought a 3d printer and 3d printed knobs for the trainers. Those, those knobs on those, I 3d print. Cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I did you not have a three D printer before that? I thought you were doing some other stuff with a three D printer. I might have had the three D printer. I, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure I bought the three D printer for that reason, though. Got it. Okay. I don't know what I would have done otherwise with it. It's certainly possible. Again, to go back to the beginning, I can't remember last week. My kids drive me crazy. <laughs> we chase them around travel ball fields. My kids, both of my kids don't play every weekend, but because I have two kids, I am out there every single weekend because they play off weekends. And so we are chasing them around every weekend. The experience yeah. has been fine. I'm not complaining about the experience. It is what it is. COVID, put, COVID pushed us into this world faster than I wanted to be in it, but it is what it is. I'm actually working on, and I think I'm actually p- pilling on it right now. I'm actually, you asked me a long time ago, and you, you have put out some good swing speed trainer programming on the Twitter sphere. I, I'm actually polishing up 46 weeks of swing speed training that I'm probably going to release Friday. Nice, man. And so it's like a year long deal. Uh, for the swing speed trainers and test retest model and swing the bat faster, all that good, all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think what I found and why, like, I mean, I just, I'm sure some people get annoyed by it, um, which is totally fine because it's not for them. Um, with like some of that programming or just really simple, like things that I try to put out on, on the Twitter sphere is like, I think so many people are like, wow, I love that how do I do it? And so giving people just simple 
like step one, step two, step three has seemed to be fruitful in like knowledge transfer. Hey guys, come back next week for part two with Chad Longworth. For more information or to train with the Johansson baseball team, follow along with Johansson baseball on all major social media platforms or by visiting their website at johanssonbaseball.com.